thank our worship team for that amazing worship session. So thankful for you guys. Hey, make sure you go off in the comments. Let, let the family know that you're here tonight. Uh, by the way, I'm Jake. I am one of the youth pastors here, and it's just my joy to be with you guys. And I'm Noelle. I'm one of the youth pastors here. Yes. And uh, I'm just so excited. Go off in the comments, guys. Let the family know that you're here. If you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, um, just say your name and say, uh, say hi to somebody. Say, just give some encouragement. It's uh, just so good to know that uh, we're all here together. And uh, by the way, Noel, don't you think it's so much better when everybody's commenting and we're responding to everybody? Oh, so fun. I've been on the other side of the live the past few weeks, and I've loved it. And just looking at your guys' comments and commenting on it, it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm seeing. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Isabel. Isabel said the bride and groom are teaching tonight. Josh Burns saying that my mic needs to come up. Appreciate that, Josh Burns. Ruby Astolis saying, Noel, I love you. Uh, Daniel Walsh is saying, Chosen, go Chosen. Appreciate you. I'm going to get on Instagram as well to see what's going on. Um, but hey, we are in this series. Noel, let's move these lamps so we can kind of see. I want to see your beautiful face. Um, she's my wife, by the way. Hey, so good. <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows that. Hey, we're in this series called Big Facts. We're talking about reasons why, uh, why to believe in, in Jesus, the Messiah, as the resurrected King and Lord of the world. And I hope this mic is going to work. How's that? Check one, check two. Is that working? Hey, thank you so much, Levi. I appreciate you. Talking about big facts, reasons to believe. And tonight we're going to talk about some reasons to believe the Bible is true and it really is God's word. Why? Reasons to believe the Bible is true and it really is God's word. Um, so we're just going to get to the, the facts right away. Uh, or Sorry, the question right away. And so, Noel, I'm going to ask you a question. And uh, Instagram, YouTube, CA Student 678 Family, I'm asking this too. Here's my question. What is the Bible, and why do people read it? Go off in the comments. Why do, what is the Bible, and why do people read it? Noel, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I think the Bible is the Word of God, and just kind of breaking that apart, like it's God's words to us. So why would we read it? Well, we would want to know what God has to say about who He is, and if he's talking about who he is, then it's also going to change who we are and how we live. So I believe it's the word of God um, that we get to totally read and be a part of. Yes, come on. I'm seeing uh, in the comments, Olivia Jimenez, what a wog. She said, wog, woman of God, by the way. Uh, she said, the Bible is the inspired word of God. Uh, uh, Sam Lanzuela said, the Bible is the word of God put in writing. And that's what makes it so important and why we read it. Uh, what are you seeing, Noel? Yeah, we got Gina saying the Bible is the living word of God and that God is smart. Amen. Come on. Um, we have Andrew Doss saying the Bible is the God of the universe, his redemption plan, and we get to read it and learn from it. Oh, yes, we get to read the Bible. That's awesome. Uh, CA students, that's Kate McLeod, by the way, working the CA students Instagram. Thanks, Kate McLeod. She said, I read the Bible to encounter my good, good father and creator. That'll preach. Kate McLeod, thank you so much. Uh, it's the word of God. Michaela says, the Bible is God's spoken word and it's active and it's living and it's literally the bomb. That's right, Michaela. Uh, Long Thang said, it's uh, God's love letter to us, which Mark Pickrell said. Uh, what else are you seeing, Noel? 
Oh, Sophie Vire, who can hear the voice of God, uh, talks about reading the Bible helps us know what God's voice sounds like. Um, Audrey bringing it in, saying the Bible is authoritative and true. Ooh, you're going to touch on that, huh? Uh, yeah, I sure am. I think this is so amazing. We could just go on, but hey, let's take a look at a scripture that's really important for knowing what um, the Bible says about itself, all right? Write this down. It's, it's going to be on the screen. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. This is an important verse. Memorize this verse, y'all. Memorize this verse. Write it down. Um, Noel, could you read it for us? Yeah. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Woo! That's amazing. That's an amazing verse. This verse is saying that all scripture, Old and New Testament, is not just human words. Yes, God used humans to actually write on the paper, but it's all inspired by God, breathed out by God. So this is not just a human word. This is God's word. Here's what I'd like to say. Here's how I like to say it. Are you ready? Take some notes. Sarah Giraffe, put it on the Insta feed. Thank you. All right, here's how I like to say it. You ready, Noah? I love you. The Bible is the story of the king, King Jesus, and his kingdom that brings redemption. The Bible is the story of the king and his kingdom that brings redemption. Our world's in desperate need. I love that the Bible actually is saying something to the real world that we live in. Our world is broken, and the Bible is the story of God, of the king, Jesus, his kingdom that brings redemption. The author is God through human beings. It's not just human words. And check this out. Write this down. I'm sorry, I got to keep moving, but check this out. This is awesome. Through the Bible, we learn how to live as God's people in God's world, in God's way. That's pretty good. Got to say, got to say. Through the Bible, we learn to live as God's people in God's world, in God's way. Noel, feel free to interrupt me if you see people commenting and such. Hey, here's, here, here's where it gets good. Uh, the Bible defines truth for us because it's the author. The author is the creator of truth and therefore defines reality. Truth is directly related to reality, right? For this reason, we say that the Bible is authoritative. What do we mean by that when we say it's, the Bible is infallible? It, it can't fail. It's authoritative on all matters which with, with which it speaks. Why are we saying that? It's not just because it's like we chose this book. We're saying that because we believe that this is a book from God. It's inspired by God. It's breathed out by God. So it's not that we're giving the book the authority just because it's a book. We're saying God is authoritative, and he says that this is his word. And so because it's, the authority comes from him, we trust him and his words. That's why we say it's authoritative. But why do we believe this? I want us all to be equipped to not just say, I believe the Bible is God's word, but why do we believe the Bible is God's word? And here's what we're going to do tonight, Noel. Instagram, YouTube, we're going we're gonna to take a look at a heart reason, kind of a heart reason to believe that's going to sandwich three intellectual head reasons to believe, all right? So it's going to be the heart and the head coming together. The heart reasons are going to sandwich the head reasons, okay? Here's the first heart reason to believe that, that God's word really is God's word, that it's true. Here it is. Jesus the resurrected son of God believed in the truthfulness of the Bible. He believed the Bible 
was God's word. Jesus, the one who rose from the dead, absolutely saw the Old Testament as God's word, believed it. He saw it as history. We could go through all the scriptures, but I'm just going to go fast. He believed Abel was a real individual. He believed Noah and the flood was real. He believed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were real. He used scripture and God's word as the basis for his teaching. Jesus knew the Old Testament by heart. He loved it. He knew it. Oh, would that be true of us? Jesus warned about replacing the Old Testament with something else. Here's the first reason to believe that the, that the Bible is God's word. This amazing man, who was also God, believed that the Bible was authoritative, that it was God's word, and he rose from the dead. Noel, here's my question. YouTube, Instagram, here's my question to you. What's encouraging to you about the idea that Jesus himself believed in the truthfulness of the Bible and that it was, the source was God himself? What's encouraging to you about that, Noel and family? Yeah, I think it's so encouraging that Jesus loved the Bible. And if Jesus is God, then we have God, Jesus saying, yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's really encouraging and affirming to me. Actually, now that I think about it, I think one of my favorite passages is Luke 4, when Jesus is quoting the Old Testament, and he's using the scriptures in the Old Testament to affirm his mission then and there. So um, yeah, I'm just encouraged that Jesus loves the Bible. Amen. I'm seeing on Instagram, uh, Michaela Bagasau said, knowing what Jesus believed makes me want to believe it even more. Come on. That's so good. What do you see in Noel? Yeah. Um, I see Zachary saying, um, the ultimate ruler of reality and true words of God. That's awesome. Um, Caden Bagasau said, if God created the word, world and the Bible, it's obvious for us to read it. I love that. <laughs> if Jesus trusted the Bible, then I can absolutely trust the Bible, said Olivia Jimenez. Amen. Um, so good. Andrew Doss, when I look to Jesus, I see perfection. So anything that Jesus did, I automatically want to do. If Jesus sees encouragement from the truthfulness of the Bible, so do I. Oh, so man. good. What else are you seeing? Isabel. Woo, I'm getting blessed over here. It's encouraging that he makes promises and fulfills them even despite the battle. Oh my goodness, that's so true. We can look back on uh, Old Testament prophecies and see that Jesus fulfilled those. So cool. It's amazing. So good. Well, there's so much we could go keep going off in the comments. Here's something you might be saying to me, though. You might say, Jake, you can't say you believe the Bible because Jesus rose from the dead, and you believe Jesus rose from the dead because you believe the Bible. You might say to me, Jake, that's circular reasoning. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, or at least that's not going to be helpful to someone who isn't already convinced of the truthfulness of the Bible, maybe. And I would say back to you, guys, check this out. This is good. Follow me. What if there's a way to come to a confident conclusion that Jesus really did rise from the dead without first assuming that the Bible is God's word? What if there was a way to do that? To be confident, historically confident that Jesus really did rise from the dead even without first assuming that, God's, that the Bible is God's very word? And I would say, there is a way to do that. And guess what that way is? It's by doing history. It's by doing history, actually studying and looking and looking at the facts. Thankfully, I did some of it for us tonight, so I'll be able to help. But, but check this out. 
if we can come to the confident conclusion that Jesus really rose from the dead, then we can, then really quickly, the, the truth uh, of the authority of the Bible that we can trust God's word follows really easily and naturally, right? Because if Jesus rose from the dead and he says the Bible is true, then the Bible is true, y'all. So again, can we do this? I think we can. We're just going to do a flyover tonight, but I want you guys to have that in your mind. What's one of the main reasons we believe in the truthfulness of the Bible? Because we believe Jesus rose from the dead. How, can we believe that confidently, even without assuming that the Bible is God's word? I believe we can. It's by doing history. Get ready. We have the heart reason. Now we're going to go into the head reason, number one, for trusting the truthfulness of the Bible. Here we go. Head reason number one. Manuscript evidence. Manuscript evidence. We have what the authors of the New Testament intended. Manuscript evidence. We have what the authors intended. What is a manuscript? <laughs> it is uh, a copy of the original writing. All right? It's a copy of the original writing. We don't have any of the originals. So like Paul and Luke and the other authors, we don't have the originals, but we have copies of those. So the question is, can we trust that the Greek and Hebrew that scholars are using to, to get our Bibles today, can we trust that they're translating what the authors actually wanted us to see? Because sometimes I hear from people, oh, all we have is copies of copies of copies of copies, and they were hopelessly corrupted, and people changed all this stuff. Is that real? My, my heartfelt answer would be when you actually look at the, the facts and the history of it, and you don't just buy anything you hear, when you look at the history, that's absolutely false. The, the historical manuscript evidence of the Bible overwhelmingly points to the fact that we do, in fact, have what the original authors of the New Testament wanted us to have. Check this out. Are you ready? While we don't have the original pieces of paper, we have thousands of manuscripts of the New Testament. We have, whoo, there go my notes. We have thousands of manuscripts, and this is a really big deal. Um, we have manuscripts that aren't just from the New Testament, from the ancient world, but we have so many more manuscripts from the, from the, for the New Testament, it's crazy. Check this out. You can put up the slide. For Aristotle, we have 49 manuscripts. Sophocles, 193. Plato, 210. Pretty cool. For New Testament manuscripts, uh, 5,400. We get way up in the, in, the, in the thousands for the New Testament manuscripts. That's so much more. Why is that a big deal? That's a big deal because it makes us trust what we have is the original author's intent because we can compare all those manuscripts, compare the evidence, and we can come to great confidence that we have what the original author's intended. We have thousands of manuscripts. Guys, Compared to other works of antiquity, no way. So it's just bonkers to me that people could really trust other sources of history, but say the New Testament is reliable. We have so much more manuscript evidence for the New Testament, but let's move on. We have so many more manuscripts, but not just that. The gap between the originals and the existing manuscripts that we have is just not that long, especially compared with other works of antiquity. Plato, again, 1,300 years before, from when he wrote the original to the, the manuscript, the copy that we have now. 1,300 years. 
Julius Caesar, 900 years. Tacticus, 800 years. For some of the New Testament manuscripts, just 45 to 75 years. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Why is that a big deal? The closer the manuscript is from the actual event, the more reliable it is because it doesn't have enough time to be changed or forgotten of what actually happened. Noel, CA student, 678. What is an event, person, or culture from history that you would want to study and learn about more? What's an event, a person, or a culture from history you would want to study or learn about more? Yeah, I think after our trip to Greece, I would love to know ancient Greek culture better. Like we saw all of those different monuments and sites, and so I wish I um, would know more of the history of ancient Greece. Yeah, <laughs> and what's crazy, Noel, is what I would say to you is if you were saying that to me, if you believed that we can't trust the New Testament because, oh, it must have gotten hopelessly corrupt through all the, you know, all like the copying process or something like that, you would have, you would not be able to actually trust anything related to ancient Greece that you would want to learn or anything else in, in antiquity, in the classical world. Because what we have for the New Testament is just so much more than anything we else we have for antiquity. So if somebody's like, oh, you can't trust the Bible, I trust the New Testament, it's like, do you trust any other historical, like, history that you learned, like, about the ancient world? Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, that's just not logically consistent, right? What are some other things that people wanted to learn about? Noel, you seen oh, anything? Man. We have the best students ever, and they just want to learn about Jesus, which they can. Um, but Tyler also mentioned that he would love to learn about dinosaurs. That's yes. awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Uh, Lauren said the ancient Aztecs and Jesus culture. Jesus culture, awesome band happening right now. You can check them out. We're going to keep moving because we don't have that much time. So what I want to say is because of the manuscript evidence we have, we can be confident that we have what the original authors wanted us to have. My next head reason, because the next question I ask is, but do we have the right books of the Bible? Like there were other writings happening at the time. Do we have the right books of the Bible? It's this thing called canon. Head reason number two the canon, uh, the canon, we have the right documents in our Bibles. I'm going to go really fast on this one. I'm sorry, see you students in 6, 7, 8. I'm going to go really fast. Some people like to say today, oh, it was super political, and people were just trying to dominate and control other people. It was just like some guys in a tower, and they were just trying to control everybody, and so they just made up which, they just chose, right? That's not, when you look at the actual history, that's not what happened. The early church was wrestling, and they had very clear criteria for which books were authoritative and from God. I'm going to give you the four criteria right now, really fast. Write them down. Number one, say it with me, apostolicity. 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 Basically, apostolicity means it had to be written by an apostle of Jesus, or it had to be written by a close companion of an apostle of Jesus. So really, the authority is coming from Jesus, right? So it's like, did an apostle write this, or did a close companion of an apostle write this? Again, it's like the authority is ultimately from Jesus. Jesus is the living God. That's why we can believe these works are inspired. So apostolicity, that was the main reason. Number two, antiquity, which is basically it being old, right? Antiquity, the idea is if it's older 
right? It's closer to Jesus. It's closer to the apostles. It's more likely actually um, from the apostles, from the people that Jesus taught. They, they, they have the authority to say what Jesus was like because they were with him. So antiquity, it was old. Third criteria for deciding which books were in the Bible is this thing called orthodoxy, which is basically right belief, true belief. Orthodoxy, what did that mean? It had to line up with what Jesus actually taught. It had to line up with the truth of what God's word had already been revealed with the Old Testament, with what Jesus was teaching. Orthodoxy, the fourth criteria for what was in the canon is universality. What I mean by that is that the church as a whole was using these works, was being built up, was being encouraged by these works. It wasn't just like one little house church could be like, this work is authoritative too. Like that didn't work. It had to be a work that was old, that was from the apostles, that was being used by a lot of the church. And I just want to say, uh, I wanted to say one thing, um, but I can't find it in my notes, and that's okay. So I want to say, remember those four criteria. When you hear people like the Da Vinci Code being like, oh, it was just like, you know, people being political and trying to dominate people. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's do the actual history. They had very clear criteria. Number one, apostolicity. Number two, antiquity. Was it old? Number three, orthodoxy. Was it in line with Jesus's belief? And number four was universality. So not only can we trust that we have what the authors wanted us to have, the manuscript evidence, we also have the right canon. Woo! We have the right documents. But here's the next question. Can we trust the authors who wrote these works? Can we trust the authors? I'm going to say, absolutely. Let's do the history. Head reason number three, eyewitnesses. Head reason number three. Remember, we got the heart reason, sandwiching the head reasons. The third point is eyewitnesses. We can trust the authors. First of all, I'm just going to roll through this. The authors were clearly intending to write historical and a, a historical account. Read the beginning of Luke. Read John. They aren't just doing like myth and fable and folklore. They are intent, intently writing historical documents. But the next question is, but were they lying? I want to address this, that to pull a hoax like this, to say that, that they like stole the body, that, like, that a man rose from the dead and is the king of the cosmos, and for the, the movement of Christianity to start, it's just, it's, it's impossible. Um, check it out. All 27 books were written within a small amount of decades of Jesus's life. That means while those books, these, these works that became known to be authoritative, were going around, hundreds and probably thousands of people who saw Jesus, who saw the events, who knew the apostles, were alive. So when Luke's like, Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus walked on water, all these things, a lot of people were there. They were eyewitnesses, and they could have been like, no, he didn't. If, if, they were just trying to, if they were trying to pull a hoax, if it really was a hoax, the early Christian movement could not have gotten off the ground. Maybe you think, well, they just had selfish in intentions. They were lying. They wrote about how all these failures, Peter denied Jesus before he died. Uh, just like so much stuff. Like, you know, they all doubted the resurrection. It was crazy. And then not to mention, so many of these, these apostles, like if they were lying, you don't lie. You don't, you don't go to your death you know, saying that when you know it's a lie, you don't die for it. You don't die for a lie, right? These guys and, and girls were martyred for 
their faith and they were believing Jesus is Lord. And if they knew that they were just lying, they would have never done that. Were they duped? Mass hallucination hypothesis has been proved not scientific. Pathological wishful thinking, maybe? No way. Jews in that time would never have come up with the idea that Jesus was resurrected because resurrection was for the end of time when God came back. They would not have made this up. The only evidence that accounts for what happened 2,000 years ago is that it actually happened. We can trust the authors. Noel, NCA students in 678, which of those three head reasons helps you out the most? The, um, the manuscript evidence, the canon evidence, or that we can trust the authors? Which one helps you out the most? Yeah, I think for me, the um, canon evidence, the canon reasons, super helpful. I remember when I learned that the people that were writing the Bible were people close to Jesus or close friends to Je- uh, the close friends of Jesus. That was really comforting to me of, oh yeah, this isn't written super distant and far away from Jesus, but this is actually written really close to when he was living and alive on earth. So um, I think that um, having the right documents, having the canon come together um, is really, really comforting and um, yeah, the most helpful reason to me. Let's see what people are saying. Tyler Yule says canon. Olivia Menes say Olivia Jimenez says the manuscripts. Sorry, Olivia. Caden Bagasau says eyewitnesses. Ma- uh, Claire Collie says manuscripts for me. I like seeing the real numbers. Uh, Audrey, eyewitnesses make so much sense. Noel, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of eyewitnesses. Um, I see Emilani saying eyewitness accounts are evidence that can stand before a court which is a great reminder. <laughs> Levi says, so smart. <laughs> I so agree. Um, we're going to wrap up so that we can go and discuss these things, but I wanted you to, YouTube, go to that slide that says the evidence before us. And you can put it up here as well. Here's what I want to say. The evidence before us, the reliability of the manuscripts, the honorable criteria for which documents are canon, the trustworthiness of the eyewitnesses, the authors, the facts that science simply cannot prove that miracles uh, can't happen. The early Christians' confident insistence that the tomb was empty and that they saw the risen Jesus, the life-altering belief that flowed from those experiences, the resolute embracing of their faith, even in the face of death, it only leads to this conclusion, CA students in 678. The evidence leads to this, that Jesus Christ, the Israel's Messiah, really, truly, bodily, literally, historically rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe that with all my heart, and I believe you can too. And it's okay to doubt and have questions. But when we do the history, we can look and we can become confident that Jesus really rose from the dead. And that leads us to the full sandwich, that, that, the heart reason again. Jesus the God who died for you and literally bodily historically rose from the dead, believed that the Bible was true, believed that the Bible was God's word and he authorized the rest of the New Testament. Here's what I want to say, the last heart point of this. Guys, don't you think you could trust someone to not deceive you who is willing to lay down their life for you? I think you can't. And the evidence points to the fact that this 
God-man died for you, rose from the dead, and he believed the Bible was God's word. He authorized the rest of the Bible. Why should we trust the Bible is true in God's word? Because of the historical evidence and because the resurrected Son of God says it is. CA students in 678, we are not check our brains at the door people. We are not just blind faith people. We, we, we do take steps of faith, but it's based on great, powerful, beautiful evidence and reason as well. Noel and CA students in 678, before we close out, here's our last question. What's something that sticks out to you, or what is a reason that you believe God's word is true and really is his word? Oh, man. I just listen to all of this, and I'm like, there's no loopholes. Like, God is so big that he even knew how to assemble his word together in such a strong, amazing way. Um, so one, I'm just so thankful for God's, um, yeah, just bigness in the midst of, of the Bible being assembled. But also uh, a reason that I believe the Bible to be God's word is just um, we get to open it and live it and encounter it. And so I just know in my own story, the seasons of encountering God, of hearing God's voice, of growing spiritually have also been tied to the time that I spend in the word. So another reason I believe God's word to be true is that I get to live it. Like I get to read it and encounter God through it. And um, yeah, it's just an affirmation to me. What's um, Instagram and YouTube saying, Jake? Yeah, Michaela, back us out. I believe it because Jesus believes, and I want to be like Jesus. So let's believe it. Minakshi says, no loopholes. Noel, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing Josiah talking about, I've seen it fulfilled in my life many times. I encounter the truth in person. Um, Isabel says, because of how I can read scripture and know that it will, be ch it will change me and transform me into a better version of myself. Emilani de Guzman, uh, if you have any questions about any of these things, talk to Emilani. She's amazing <laughs> with this stuff. She said, the scripture has never failed me. I use it in every obstacle in my life, and it's never failed me. And it's uh, how I hear God's voice and come to know him. Come on, Pastor Emilani, so good. Lauren Avocado said, Jesus believed the Bible and used it to create powerful connections to God in us. And Sarah Giraffe, why would all these people lie? Seriously, why would they go to their death claiming to all these things that they knew was a lie. It's just impossible. Noel, any other things that you're seeing before we close down? Yeah, just Loy Hale bringing it, saying the fact that Jesus stated that his words are true is so powerful because we can trust that his words above all others are the words to trust. It me, encourages me to run after Jesus even more. Amen. That's so good. Yeah, there's just so much. Um, Sam Lanzuela says something that sticks out to me is the manuscript evidence. The amount of accuracy shown by the statistic just proves that it's real. Ruby is boosting Emma Lani. Caden's <laughs> boosting Loy. Kayla Bertelson. Sorry, I have <laughs> Kayla Walker. <laughs> Following what God's word says turns out uh, the results in my life that he promises. That's so good. Anything else you're seeing, Noel? Um, yeah, just lots of because it claims to be God's word. Yes, Regina, it's so good. Guys, before we wrap up, we're going to go, we're going to jump into discussion groups, so get ready to hop on Zoom. But I want to remind you of kind of really quick where we come. If we can be confident that Jesus really rose from the dead, Jesus so firmly believed and taught the Bible, and we can be confident, confident 
believe with our heart that Jesus really did rise from the dead. That's amazing. Guys, you don't have to be ashamed to be a Christian. The world would want to make you feel ashamed and like you're just basing your life on not facts. Actually, it takes so much faith to believe that there's not a God. When you really do the history, I really believe that what the evidence shows, it leads us to believing that this actually happened. There's nothing else that accounts for the empty tomb, for the sightings of Jesus, and for the birth of the church besides Jesus really rose from the dead, 